Uh, all right, Rifters, welcome to the show. Subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, I'm going to be a lone wolf today. Alan Lee's busy. And the night wing to my sidekick, Victor Pacheco. Uh, we got the dates wrong. We'll probably explain that to Anastasia. Uh, anyways, if you like the show, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, I don't have any shows coming up, but I do have my guest. So we're just going to jump on in and we'll do uh, closing remarks later. She's here. Uh. Hey. Hello. Hello. Finally. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, welcome to Raise a Riffs. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> of course. You, usually I have a trusty sidekick, you know? Oh, you do? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because, like, they laugh at, like, my jokes because I'm not funny. But uh, I'll do that for you today. I'll laugh for you. Well, see, no, here, I, there, there's a story behind this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the, the story is this. Uh, I thought we were doing it Thursday, the 27th. But mm. today's the 27th. And when I, when I was looking at my calendar, because I have two phones, because, like, not to brag, but I'm a celebrity. Yeah. I was looking at my... I was looking at my uh, 2021 phone. So my trusty sidekick thinks we're doing the interview tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I get you it. You may have to come back tomorrow too. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm open. Uh-huh. <laughs> I once went to a concert the day after, so I get it. <laughs> oh yeah? Was it Coachella or something? Oh, no, it was like some beer fest. I won tickets through like K-Rock and I was like, let's go. Me and my friends were like, wow, there's like nobody here. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was yesterday. <laughs> you know, there's some people who like save their, their ticket stubs. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And they're like, oh, uh, 20 years ago, I saw Billy Idol. Yeah. Here's proof. You're like, you probably you just got that off eBay. Like that's not actual proof. Yeah, no. The experience is the proof. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's true. So well, thanks for doing it. Thanks for being here. I see you're drinking some alcohol. Was that? Oh, alcohol? I'm not. No, it's oh. an inner, it's an energy like uh, metabolizer. Oh, it looks like one of those uh, alcoholic sizers, you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, like a white claw or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's way worse. It's, you know. Yeah, I'm drinking a cherry Pepsi. We, we all have our poisons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was wondering that, like, like, this has nothing to do with anything, but I was wondering how come they don't have, like, like uh, soda alcohol? You know what I mean? Like, you, you have to put the alcohol in the soda, but it's, it's, you don't have a... You know what I mean? soda. Yeah, I did hear that they were making an alcoholic version of Mountain Dew, uh, but without the caffeine, because otherwise it'd be like Four Loco, and we, I don't know if you remember the Four Loco uh, problems, but. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, you mean a Mountain Dew? Well, yeah, they're making an alcoholic version of Mountain Dew, but they're taking the caffeine out. Right. Because uh, years ago, there was a drink called Four Loco, which was an energy drink with alcohol in it. That was like 
really messing with people and they made it illegal and (laughs) i know i had i had my four loco nights i remember them i've never heard of that nor should you it's horrible (laughs) and it's illegal (laughs) but we seem like we're the same age so that's something i should have heard of well you know i don't know like i i was uh I was in this short film called Demon Juice, which is kind of based on some kind of like drink like that. And one of the girls on set was like, yeah, I still have my four locos. And I was like, that's so old. What are you going to do with them? She's like, I don't know. One day, if there's an apocalypse, I might drink them. I'm like, okay, all right. (laughs) You have fun with that. Hey, I just got a notification saying your, your, your peeps want to come in. Do you want me to let me let them in? whatever i mean because i kind of like it better just you and me but if they need to listen or whatever it's up to you i don't care all right we'll just say uh yeah that guy's a dumbass he didn't see you (laughs) there you go (laughs) Uh, but um but no i did hear this strange thing about mountain dew when i was a kid I have no idea if it was true, but I heard if you drank mountain dew like for guys it would like lower your sperm or something there's so many things out there that can do yeah. that. Like stevia is supposed to do that to you. I don't know. I, I'm pretty weed, sure weed stevia is supposed to do that. that. Yes, yeah, stevia does that. Weed is supposed to do that. But as we know, there's lots of pot babies out there. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what else does that to you is health. True. Like they don't teach you that in school. You know, fortunately, I don't have to worry about my sperm count. So oh I'm yeah, just, yeah. No, you're I'm, good. I'm I'm just stevia it up. <laughs> no no you're you're definitely good i'm just saying uh, yeah, i mean i'm weed I'm, yeah <laughs> i'm just saying for the folks at home you know what i mean this is a public service announcement don't drink stevia drinks and smoke weed if you're worried about your sperm count <laughs> <laughs> no i'm so glad i found you on the facebook because like like i said the whole calendar thing like uh I was like, oh God, because I can't, can't, I'm not one of the, like, one thing is, I'm sure you, you know this about stand-up is, I think the thing that irritates us the most is probably flakes. Oh, yeah. I mean? mm-hmm. Like if you ask someone, like, especially if it's a big show, hey, will you come and they flake or like the booker flakes on paying you, stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I hate okay. flakes and I, <laughs> I've, when I started, I said, uh, you know what, I'm never going to flake. And we had to reschedule. I, I gave enough notice, but I was like, I can't, I can't like flake for my trusty sidekick. You know what I mean? Well, I, I understand. I, I mean, like, unfortunately, like I never want to be a flake or late or any of that stuff, but it happens and <laughs> it stresses me out, but I, <laughs> it has happened. <laughs> So you, you you do stand-up comedy. I've seen you at the improv once or twice, but then oh. but then COVID hit. So yes. like so how did you because you're very good on the Zoom, so I'm sure you did a lot of Zoom shows. I did, thank you. I did a lot of Zoom shows. I did park shows too, which were a thing for a bit. Uh where you explain were to the folks what a park show is. A park show is literally somebody brings like audio equipment to a park and we do a stand-up show in the middle of a park and uh there is everything else going on i mean i did one at uh quite a few at pan pacific park so there'd be like 
massive birthday parties happening around you, dogs running into onto the stage while you're performing. You know, we we saw it all. Um, but I do think it makes you a better comic. The fact that you can just play anywhere, right? Like, uh, I mean, I, that's probably not the most difficult forum I've ever played. Like, dive bars are pretty hard when you're competing yeah. with like a Dodger game. You can't. <laughs> so, you know. Well, see, I I was at the point with the pandemic where I agree with you, dive bars are the hardest, but I was at the point where, because it, it went on one year. There, you know, first, it was only supposed to be two weeks. Then it went on, right, right. and I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I fucking miss doing dive bars. Like That's harsh. Like, that's you, you, know, you know when you're like, I need the stage time. I'm going to dive bars. And I'm, I'm that way right now. I'm like, I will take that dive bar thing because I need to work on it and I need to thicken my skin because we've been so like I don't know weirdly sheltered but also not <laughs> lately yeah. so I don't know yeah but, but I, I've I've never done jokes at a park but I did do jokes at a zoo once yeah um, and uh you know the hyenas thought I was funny <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna burst that bubble for you oh yeah yeah and I was so gonna I'm say gonna the giraffes and the bears didn't, it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just gonna let you have that bubble. Can you not? My cat is drinking my energy drink, which is probably not great. So I'm gonna put it over there. Oh, uh, <laughs> have to get a new energy drink for this podcast. I was doing my research on you because, like, I I like to like not ask the same questions. So I was listening to a, to a podcast you did, and I don't remember the name of it, but, but like I'm listening to it, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So the dude asks you a question, and in your answers, he plays, like, creepy music. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And at first, I thought it was my phone, like, someone calling me or something. I was like, huh. Hey, I'm listening. I'm doing some research on Anastasia. Leave me alone, you know? <laughs> and then, like, it keeps going on and on the whole time. I was like, okay, there's no way I'm getting this much cameos. So... I don't know. So I, I thought it was cool, but then I thought it was like, was that like intentional or like, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I do not. <laughs> it was like, do you know? What oh I'm no. Talking? Yeah, you were talking about the Addis family, and that was like, din 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 din, like you were during oh, your maybe, whole answer. Maybe they were like trying to be so like um, Adams family esque. Uh, yeah. I was like, I don't oh. know. It's it's kind of better that they did creepy music instead. Of what I usually get is people singing the "Eat Me" song back to me, and it gets real creepy. And I just I... oh, what's what's the "Eat Me" song for the folks at home? So the the in the second Adams Family movie, there's a there's a song called "Eat Eat Us." Oh right right yeah right. at the camp yeah yeah eat at the camp me. yeah 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 yeah. So I sang that as a kid, and so when people find that out usually like there's all this stuff I've done in my career but usually when they find that out they decide they want to sing that to me and it feels uh you know like it feels weird I don't know uh, I'm like I'm like they're like eat us and they're like oh sing it sing it I'm like oh, okay. uh, holy lord you have a cat <laughs> holy lord that scared the shit out of me yeah she she does that she's <laughs> oh my god I was like what the yeah eating me and then a cat i was like what the she's trying to get my energy drink and she's just she needs to calm down oh 
No, I wish you would have told me this Eat Me story like 10 minutes ago because now I feel like a dick for making you want to sing it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, here we go. (laughs) Rewind. No, but you know know what? It it is fascinating about the, the... Adam's family eat me song is I think that was in the second one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel the Adam's family sequel, and I feel like it's one of those sequels that it's probably better than the first. I do think it's a very strong sequel. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a lot. There's so much going on, and there's so many statements that they make in the second one. I didn't yeah. get this as a kid, obviously. Like I, I I remember just like having conversations with my mom, like, did you? understand she's like you didn't get any of the stuff that you were saying yeah i was like okay (laughs) well i don't think like i think it like uh because i know you did did child acting and i did i was never in anything but i I always auditioned for stuff and uh so Mm -hmm. i think when i think uh when they send you the script you're you're taught as a child not to understand the entire story just what you say right well, yeah, because we don't, I mean, there's some comprehension level that we're just not, but I do think like at a certain point, like I started understanding things and my, it was like, it was, my parents were just very shocked about how like adults, like sometimes my brain would think and they'd be like, wow, she's really getting that, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, what do you expect? Like I'm around adults a lot. I was in like, I mean, I think I think I was in an, a rated R movie before I was like eight. Whoa, you, know? you were in a rated R movie? I think it. I think it's rated R. Actually, you know, let me check. What movie? Die Hard. Oh yeah, that's definitely rated R. That's a Die Christmas Hard. movie. It is a Christmas movie. Yeah. I fight with people all about it uh, all the time, and then people are like, "Well, it's not," and I'm like, "Well, I sang a Christmas carol in the movie, so I think I, yeah, it is rated R." So yeah. I would think I was like ooh, six when I did that movie five or six that's cool uh i'm more interested in the adams family (laughs) let's let's talk about it let's (laughs) but no uh so like what i was saying is because die hard too whatever but i don't think any die hard i think i don't think it's as good as die hard one you know what i mean i agree i I mean ouch but i agree It's not knocking on you. It's just uh You're like, especially that scene with that little girl where she's singing a Christmas girl. She yeah, she was terrible. <laughs> now, when I see Die Hard 2, I think, you know what, this movie's terrible, but this little girl would be better. She sang a song called Eat Me. <laughs> That's what we need for Adam. That's what we need. You know what? I talked to the directors about it. I was like, you know what would really benefit if I would just randomly sing a song that has nothing to do with this. <laughs> but no, so the like when you're looking at a movie, like when I go see a movie, uh, I, I like the story is more the most important thing to me. But then like I care about the casting. Like, can I believe all these characters? And I feel the Adams family one and two uh, was actually perfectly cast. I thought all the characters were just matched, you know? Yeah, I mean, it it was amazing. Like, those, the actors were amazing. It is one of the best experiences I think I've ever had on set. And it's not just because I was young, you know. I think there's something very magical about those actors. You know, it's just very, 
surreal to like work with somebody of those calibers you know I mean and it wasn't a perfect experience I was a kid so of course I was like a little shit sometimes like I threw yeah. tantrum on set I remember throwing the worst tantrum on the first Adams Family like I I, I was such a jerk oh tell us the story <laughs> we want to did the guy from Ally McBill get mad at you no actually Raul Julia like bought, uh like uh <laughs> he brought me like he like sat down with me at lunch with my mom and was like talking to me and like we had lunch together and I think I, I it kind of calmed calmed me down because I hated the outfit. I hated yeah. it. I didn't want to wear tights. I hated tights. I still hate tights. And they put me in tights and I was just like, I think it was like second or third day of filming and we had to go to school on set and we had to work. And I was just like, I I was a little shit. I was like, I don't want to wear tights. And my mom's like, you have to and it's continuing like they've already filmed some of the scene and you have to be back and I was like I yeah. <laughs> she's like <laughs> you have to you, you don't ever have to act again if you don't want after this <laughs> but like you have to finish this project and so uh yeah Raul Julia was super sweet <laughs> yeah. I, was being, I was being an ass <laughs> I, I actually under understand from your point of view though because like uh I for example I like to wear clothes that not necessarily makes me look sexy, but clothes that like I could feel that I could feel comfortable in. And I feel acting and even stand up, I feel that's it's clothes where you don't need to really dress to impress. You just need to dress to be yourself and be free. Right. So I think like I, th I understand that point of view because like also I'm not a little girl, so I don't know like how tight tights are, but if I'm young or whatever, I think it would be like very uncomfortable because I'm, I'm in that whole, Hey, let's go play tag phase. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I mean, it was a lot. I mean, like I, I look at it now, like I, my, my, I, I have uh, nieces and nephews that are like kind of getting into the industry now at a younger age. And I just don't put them in diehard 19. <laughs> no, they are absolutely going to be in diehard 19. And if they're not, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, Bruce Willis is gone. Didn't he just retire? Yeah, but, you know, they tried to replace him in the last one with a with his son. So your publicist just texted me on the iWatch because I got an iWatch. Oh, you're, and they're flex. like, is that your they're flex? Like, they're telling me I have to let you in, them in. Okay. So I have to. Okay. <laughs> Okay, um, so we just won't talk bad about them when they get here. Okay. Okay, because I don't think that would be professional. You know what I mean? <laughs> fair enough. Fair All enough. All right, so we're laying them in. And, uh, we'll wait till we'll wait till they get it. Okay, then I'm then we'll make the, Yeah, we'll take a energy. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make a make it weird and have a, a vitamin yeah. gummy in front of yeah. everybody. We'll take an energy drink break. Oh, oh, hold on. Yeah. Not sponsored at all. All right. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Welcome to the party. Okay, cool. Excellent. I just got in trouble on the iWatch and, uh, you know, we were just going on and on about Adam's family. You didn't miss anything. Uh, no problem. Thank you for letting me in. Holy Lord, she talked. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot my... um. My volume wasn't working for some reason. It was taking a while to connect. How uh, are you guys? All right. <laughs> Excellent. No, I, I actually just got into the meeting. I don't know if it wasn't connecting or anything. 
Oh, all right. Cool. So, Anastasia. Yes. Well, I'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. We're on a roll here for a second. Then the eye watch buzzed. It happens. Do you, do you have an eye watch? I do. I don't wear it all the time now. Um, I have a really old one. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I've, I, I think I, I've come to the conclusion when I bought an iWatch that I fucking hate technology because it's like you're driving, right? And you get a text message and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, and you're tech and like, oh, oh, and you're on a freeway and then it's like, and you're like, oh, somebody died. And you're like, wait, somebody died. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't I mean, read it on the iWatch. You need to look on the phone. It's distracting, and I, I really get stressed out when it tells me to breathe or stand up. Yes, like, take a moment for down? mindfulness. Yeah, like, can you calm down? Like, obviously, I'm having an anxiety attack. Just let me have it. Like, don't tell me to breathe. Yeah. It's like it's something like it's something like my boyfriend says sometimes. He's like, he's like, just breathe, and I'm like, oh, what are you, an Apple Watch or something? Like, leave yeah. me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. As um, someone who has anxiety, I think uh, just breathe is one of the worst advices. Thank you. Thank you. Like, I have an anxiety disorder. And when people say, like, just breathe or just calm down, it's not that you're like, okay, that doesn't help this situation. Um, yeah. But but I do, I love the Apple Watch or iWatch or whatever it is for one thing. And that is the competition aspect of working out. So I only wear it when I work out so that I can uh, do better than my friends. Um, oh, yeah. yeah yeah I just want I want them to know that I did a spin class and that it was like 500 calories and they were sitting on the couch I just it's this flex that I yeah. have yeah so I'm actually exact same way uh so like when I tell my girlfriend to go to the gym I'll let her take my eye watch I just say you go work out hon you 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 do your thing don't come back for another three hours and make me look good and then she gives me the eye watch. I'm like, hey, hey guys, uh, I've lost what I 900 did. calories. <laughs> I should put it on my cat and just like see. Yeah. <laughs> then you could turn on the eat me soundtrack. <laughs> no, I, I ain't going back to that. But I, I actually, I actually, uh, the the kid in that movie, not not the not the family kid, but the one who is like trying to get with Wednesday, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> her boyfriend mm -hmm. i auditioned with something for him it wasn't the abs family i want to say it was like i want to say it was like hook or something and i met him and he I was actually yeah, yeah. And I, he was actually a very nice kid oh yeah he was sweet i mean i, think I forgot his name though but i can totally see his face too i, I, I remember his face because i remember i remember he didn't get hooked and then like the next year he had the Adams family i was like what the hell? I mean, both great projects. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. Like, I don't think I there was there. He was the super nice guy. I think everybody was nice on that set. I was like, I have no like gory stories or shit to talk about anybody. I do except, think it was except for your tantrum. I'll type. Well, yeah, I'll talk. I, I, I totally talk shit about myself. I was like, look at this yeah. little, little brat. Um, Have you ever had a bad experience, like, on a, on a set? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to. 
want to call people out. <laughs> oh, you don't have you don't have to call people out. You, if you don't want to talk about, it, we could just move on. But I've had several bad experiences on sets, yeah. and. I actually have bad experiences in stand-up too, which to me is like sets. Oh my gosh, yes. Like I just actually wrote a short film that I'm hoping to produce about the- and, and Is there the a thing, part for me? There's definitely a part for oh, you. excellent. For sure. But <laughs> the thing is like the dialogue is like all stuff that like has been said to me about being like a female comic. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I didn't have to come up with any of the dialogue. And oh, <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Okay, so let so let's do a little role play here. I'll I'll be I'll be the the famous booker or whatever. All right. Okay. I, I just posted something on the Facebook saying I have a spot open. Yeah. Uh, right. You you you. Oh wait, we can't do Facebook because we can't type. We'll do okay. Well, <laughs> I, when we're talking, we'll act like that's talking. I'm typing. Oh, okay. okay. All right. All right. Hey, I got a spot at the Laugh Factory. Need comics. Good pay, bitches. <laughs> well, hello. I am a biracial female comedian that's available for booking. <laughs> I didn't say females. Oh. Bitches. <laughs> Like it's just so it's so bad. It's so bad. Like I I actually recently was like at a at a at a gig and at a dive bar and I was sitting there and this guy did his whole set about me. His whole set. And then I got up because they announced me and he was like, Oh, you're a comedian? I would have never uh, guessed. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, you know, I I uh I've because like I've been doing stand-up for 17 years wow. and uh uh you know right <laughs> well yeah I mean I'm not trying to feel you know sound like a saint or whatever but like I I uh you know Ida Rodriguez is mm -hmm. so she's my comedy mom and when I started she was like where I'm at now where you know just kind of a name but not getting the full respect so like i watched her grow from that in 17 years and now she's selling out everywhere you know what i mean yeah. so i see i see how uh clubs and bookers and stuff they treat because ida's the funniest person in the world i feel i mean now that i met you she's obviously number two but <laughs> but she, her work ethic was just so so great and i, I just remember you know, it's hard enough for me. I could just only imagine how it is for her. And I want to quit. I'm surprised she hasn't quit. You know what I mean? It's it's hard. Like, I mean, I, I've had those moments uh, where I'm like, whoa, is this worth it? Especially like when you're at a certain point in your career, right? Like, first of all, like people think it's so glamorous to be uh, an actor or stand-up comedian, but it is hard. And you work for little money, if sometimes not money. And you have um, to act like you got the money. And you have to act like it. And so oh. it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And then you're going to clubs and this you by yourself, club after club. And yeah, sure, you build a community and stuff, but it's not the easiest life in the world. And it can get daunting. And then people not taking you seriously. Um, 
on, on top of that, it's hard, you know, because obviously like we all have family too, that looks at us in a certain way for pursuing these kind of things, even oh, if yeah. semi-supportive, there's this thing like, when is this going to end? When is this hobby going to end? Thank you. <laughs> right? Thank you. Do you ever feel like, I, like, I don't know, like, um, like I personally feel I don't get along with other comics and bookers. Like I feel there's a handful that I, I, you know, they're my peeps, but yeah, there's yeah. some people who, uh, and I'm not trying to blame this on, on my, my autism because I have Asperger's syndrome, but I, I, I'm very blunt and I'm very like, I'll give you a story yesterday. So I'm at this show in Harvells. Have you ever done Harvells in Long Beach? Mm -hmm. I have. Yeah. Oh. I was going to say, if not, you're doing it next week, girlfriend. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. But uh, so I'm doing Harvell's and I'm talking to this, uh, the booker and the booker's like, oh, so, you know, he, he's, he's asking me a whole bunch of Norm McDonald questions and stuff. And, um, you know, I was like, yeah, Norm's funeral was on, on the 3rd of May. And, you know, they asked me to speak and I have no idea what I'm going to say, you know. So I'm talking like I'm having because he's actually a friend and stuff and he knows my career. So then this comedian comes in with another comedian. Never seen this comedian in my whole 17 years, but that's not surprising. You know, there's it's like hookers. You never see the same hooker. You know what I mean? I didn't know that about hookers. I thought they like had the same corner, but now I know. No, no. Yeah. Like they have a <laughs> corner on a Wednesday and then they have a corner on a Tuesday and then oh, okay. they're probably dead on a Wednesday, you know? <laughs> You learn something new every day. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. So he comes in and he introduces his, his friend comic, which I have been in that position too. And he's like, oh, this guy opens up for Charles Sanchez. And the booker and I just look at it and we're like, who's Charles Sanchez? But we did it in a nice way, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, Charles Sanchez is uh see i say names because i have no filter and i don't really care but he's like he's like uh charles sanchez is like the original latino comic or whatever which is not true at all so i googled him can't even find charles sanchez and then i googled charles sanchez comic can't even find him i was like charles sanchez latino comic the guy has 500 followers i was like oh yeah this guy's great i've heard of him <laughs> right they have so, to flex they have to like try to flex right <laughs> yeah so me and the booker now know this comic is full of shit right? right and then i do my set and not to brag but you know one through ten i did like an 11 and uh i go i come off in this comic has the nerve, the guy who tours with Charles Sanchez to give me feedback. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, man, I've been, I've been touring with Charles Sanchez for 15 years and this is what you got to do. And he has no idea who I am because, you know, like not to brag, but I toured with Norm MacDonald for eight years. I toured with And Bob's... you can Google Norm MacDonald. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I toured with Bob Mc, you know, Saget and Jay Moore. So like, I know what I'm doing right i've never heard of this charles sanchez guy but whatever i'm not saying he doesn't exist and he's giving me feedback and i'm just like to me that's bullying you know what mm -hmm. i mean and i was like that's not i don't like that 
So that's why I don't like that either. Like, I don't, I mean, like, I, I, I think for the most part, I get along with a lot of comics because I don't, um, well, I have this, like, I think it's my OCD and my like anxiety disorder or whatever, all mixed together in a beautiful, um, soup. But when somebody doesn't like me, I'm like, goal, uh, you're going to be my best friend. Um, yeah, like I'm going to make, I'm going to make, it's like, I'm going to make you love me. And it's not healthy. Um, like it's not I care that for audiences, but not for comics. I don't know. It's everybody. It's, it it must be the child actor in me. That's like, was like, Oh, you hate me. You're right. gonna love me. Um, you I'm hate me? Can I do your podcast? <laughs> exactly. Can I? Um, it's just, it's just so weird. Um, and and I feel like sometimes it's getting better, but it was really competitive among female comics. I feel like we were not very helpful to each other um, for a while, and now we are getting so much better. Like I just did a, a huge, uh, like cool festival in New Orleans that was all female comedians. That was so fun. Um, I don't know if I would have done that a couple of years ago because I would think I would have felt, uh, you know, like the community wasn't, we weren't, we weren't working together. Now yeah. we are. And now we're like, I mean, there was a few, there was like one or two that I was like, you don't love, love me and you're going to love me. I'm going <laughs> to, they're on my list. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to make you love me. But um, I think yeah. that trench started to change though, when the me too stuff started to really happen. Like, I felt like that's when our, everyone's eyes including male's eyes where they started opening and they're like listen what we've been doing is wrong and now there's a point on what we gotta do to make it right you know what I mean yeah and I think it's just all adjusting too you know like I even think some of my male friends uh they 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 feel like they're allies in certain ways to the cause of being a female comic but then I'll say stuff like I like you know like I told uh people like oh this guy did his whole set about my boobs seven minutes on my boobs and 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 my body um and i was like that's you know like not only is that just lazy it's like it's it's hacky it's hacky it's like it's it's like you came up there with no set and you just did a set on my set you know it's not it's not it's not whatever and uh i remember it's like you're lucky i'm packing what pam anderson's packing but come on (laughs) if i wasn't in the crowd what do you what, got? What, what was your What was your set gonna be? And yeah. so I, I remember telling somebody talking about that guy's big cock. Right, exactly. Huh? And I was like, probably, maybe. Um, but like, I remember telling somebody, and um, and he's like, "Oh, oh, that's horrible." Like, even like said some of the stuff, you know, like the quotes that he said and everything. He was like, "That's horrible." And then he goes, "What was the comic's name?" And I told him, and he was like, "Oh, that guy's really nice." And I was like, "See, there's the ally part where you're not being an ally." <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, it's hard. It's hard. And I think we're all trying to do better. We're trying to be better and figure out how to be there for each other. And it's a process. Um, but, you know, we're not always 100% like knowing what to do. <laughs> no, no, I get that too. But like, I mean, I also, I also know like, uh, you know, when I was a young comic, you know, there, there's a certain comic who, who made my life hell, you know what I mean? And, um, it's not like he raped me or anything, but he, he did stuff where like, it's very, I, I should have me too him, you know what I mean? Because it's like, it's, it's to the point where it's like, but then I was at the part where it's like, no one would believe me. And then when like, 
more people like that's what i'm trying to say is like it seems like when it happens to guys they don't believe you you know yeah, yeah. which is that. so unfair which is so yeah. unfair and and like I, johnny depp yeah i mean yeah. i know he played a part in it but like from i'm watching it live like i paused it but like it, it seems like he was in a very toxic relationship you know what i mean yeah, and I think that we have to be honest about our toxicity on on all sides. Um, and nobody's perfect, and we've all been in situations where we crossed a line and stuff like that. I think like the problem with uh, nowadays is that like we're so easy to call things out, but then we also like victim blame and we yeah. cancel and we don't want to show empathy. I think it, I think it like especially in comedy and stuff like that we have to be uh, able to mess up and then like forgive i'm not saying if you're like listen i'm not saying if you're like you know punching old ladies in the face and having yeah, like I mean, forcing people to have sex with you and stuff like that like this is not the stuff i'm saying like if you mess up verbally um learn you know yeah uh, I, I think there's a there's a point of like it, it depends on the punishment, but there's also where some people don't even know what they're doing is wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm friends with Andy Dick, like, and uh, Andy. Well, there's a lot that's come out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, and he's done a lot of stuff too. Yeah. But Andy is also here's how I know because I've known Andy since I was eight. His brain is just so wired from all the drugs he's done. He truly doesn't know, yeah. and I think I think that's sad. It is sad. Yeah. I you do know. feel, I feel, I feel, you know, and maybe it, it's probably a little bit uh, very similar to how you feel. It's like growing up in this industry, you see what some stuff has done to people's like psyche uh, and bodies and emotions and the things that they put themselves through or other people have put themselves through. And I don't condone continuing abuse or continuing these kind of behaviors but I do have empathy for like people and going okay why did you do that can you correct this can we get past this can we learn from this um and can we as a community comedy acting all these things come together and figure out how to fix us as a whole and not just like eject somebody that did something uh, with no like accountability and no like care for changing the actual system that's causing these things you know what i mean yeah i mean i'm not perfect nobody's perfect but like i think there is a systematic issue especially in comedy where we are allowing certain things to happen and if a if a guy is being treated badly backstage just like girls being treated badly backstage why can't any of us come forward and be supported by our community? Like, that's sad. Yeah, it is. But I also think, like, from a male's perspective, like, if you if you say something, you're, you're a coward and, or you're not manly. You know what I mean? Which is such, it's so sad, right? And yeah. that's why people get away with things. It's the same, it's, it's, it's similar to what I, a lot of women go, like, if I speak up, then I am, I am. Oh, you got a cat. The cat. Holy <laughs> shit. Okay. Um, you know, I had to throw that in because now we have company. They weren't there the first time. Oh yeah, she didn't see the the the, the beast, um, <laughs> the massive beast. Um, I'm the yeah. worst interviewer. I'm sorry. No, you're you're all good. Zora is just like deciding it's like her interview now. The cat's just gonna be like, I'm gonna come in. 
it's my turn. Um, but yeah, like, no, I think, I think that's a, that's a problem with everything. Like I, like there's stuff that's been ha happened to me and I'm like, I don't want to speak up because then I'm that girl. Then no. you're the girl that that happened to. And then you're the, you know, and that sucks. It sucks to be that person. I put it in, I just, I just end up putting it in a script or something. Cause I'm just yeah. like, I'm going to call them out. If you can guess, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know? So but, that's uh, what happened to Charles Sanchez. Charles Sanchez. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, You're probably a great guy. I don't know you, Charles Sanchez. He's not going to listen to this. He's too busy <laughs> engaging to his 500 followers. He's your number one fan and you're just really close. I'm jealous. Him. I'm jealous because his <laughs> opener like lectured me. <laughs> like he literally he had no idea like not to brag but i have an hour special and a half hour special and he was literally treating me like i'm a rookie and i i was just like Ugh. like it, it really offended me to the point where i i now have to talk about this you know what i mean well and i think i think <laughs> that's how some people make themselves feel better they feel yeah like it's my insecurities no no like him i'm saying him making himself no no feel but like i do I'm have better. insecurities too that's what i'm saying Oh yeah, everyone has insecurities. Like I, I can't drop something so stupid. I have to make a ten-minute podcast about it. I think you should make an hour-long podcast about it. No, do I'll an be hour like Ty special. Rivera? You know Ty. He does like a, he gets in fights with like all these comics. And he does an hour podcast. He's like, "Welcome to Unbothered." And he tells the entire story, and then he's like, "I'm officially bothered." I love Ty, but if you piss him off, you're done. You know. <laughs> But you know what a great amount of publicity. I want to piss him off now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do an hour on me. <laughs> Get angry at me. Then we yeah. can make up. I'll make you cookies or something and we'll oh, be fine. <laughs> uh so how is the transition to acting uh when you're a child to now you're an adult? Like is it easier because now you do stand-up or is it like less because as a child, I remember when I went on auditions, I auditioned for Dennis the Menace. And oh my gosh, um, you would have been such a good. <laughs> I know, because I watched that show the other day and that kid was not funny. Oh my gosh, I can just see it. <laughs> can, yeah. you, can you just do it now? <laughs> I, I don't like Mr. Like, Wilson. Uh, yes, so perfect. <laughs> my dog ate your chocolate. Like I will say I thought it was funny how he like <laughs> poured his mouthwash into his eye vision cleaner or whatever. Oh yeah, that was so gross. <laughs> but now it's kind of mean, you know what I mean? You do I that. mean, most of the stuff from that decade uh, yeah, yeah. that but was I mean, jokes. <laughs> it should have been called Dennis the Killer. Yeah, I mean. Because like now you could kill somebody like that, you know? I mean, back then you could too, but... <laughs> But, you know, to be fair, Walter Matthew was on his last leg, too. So it doesn't really matter on his point. That's fair. So back to the question. So, like, how is it, how is it, like, easier for you to transition into it? Like, do you feel more uh, confident from when you were a kid? Or do you feel like stand-up is also helping you, like, make the auditions easier? Because, like, auditions are scary. I think... Uh it was weird for me for a bit, like, um, to be, uh, the one responsible for my own destiny. Right. right. Cause like when you're a kid, like you just show up to things and you don't like make decisions. 
so for a while, I think like that was scary. Um, but then I think now it's kind of freeing. It's like, I'm, you know, putting myself out there through stand up, which I think is, I mean, like, it's scary for a lot of people. And it's scary for me, like I have insecurities and stuff like that. But there's like nowhere I'd rather be like, you know, expressing myself like I went through like this horrible day the other day and everyone's like what are you gonna oh, do tell me about it what happened yeah well I had a little fight with my boyfriend and oh uh, excellent and, excellent I and like this I was hysterical hysterical for the majority of the day and I was talking to my friends on the phone and they're like what are you gonna do you're gonna watch tv and I'm like no I'm gonna go do a seven minute set <laughs> and they're like they're like why and I was like because I feel better. I'll feel better, you know? <laughs> you yeah. know? And we were like, why? Why Why does that make you feel better? I was like, I have no idea. I, I just need to, I just need to like, and so I feel uh, that it has freed me up. And I think being an adult in this industry has also freed me up to be like, yes, I want this. Yes, I want that. And also like, I didn't realize as a kid that you could actually like choose kind of the stuff that you wanted to do and that you didn't have to wait for the phone um, call from your agent that you could go seek and do and make and, and, and create stuff, content yourself. This is such a freeing time to make content. I like, you know. Yeah. And you, you make your own content too. So like, yeah. how is that? Cause like, that's something that my manager is saying, Keith, you need to, you need to do that. But like, I'm also, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm confident enough to do it. I'm just not confident in my will to do it. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, no. And, and I think it's a mixture of, uh, of, of things like for a while, like I couldn't let it go without like the perfectionism of it. I was like, well, that's not good enough. And, and yeah, like, yeah. Like I, know, I'll like, film something. I'll be like, this doesn't look like a John Cusack movie to me right and you're like yeah of course because i made it on my iphone and like yeah minutes. Like, i don't <laughs> want to fucking do this this right. is horror shit <laughs> but i think i think there's just like something uh that i had to let go of that perfectionism and just be like let it go just let uh, it like let it out there it's not gonna be perfect but every time you make something you 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 become better you know yeah. and sometimes it's just like comedy you throw something out there it hits it doesn't hit and, and you learn. Um, I mean, if I look back at my first short film <laughs> to now, yeah. I'm so glad that I'm growing as a filmmaker or as a content maker. Cause you know, but if I didn't make all those mistakes back then and I didn't like let that out in the world and I, I would have made nothing. And right. uh, it's scary. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, like I, I look at like goals from a more positive point of view in my thing because like I'm not a megastar comedian but I opened up for my hero comedian my favorite comedian ever since I learned what comedy was I became his best friend I wrote a script which I'm trying to sell and I have an hour special which I'm actually extremely proud of like of everything in my career I like my special has no insecurities at all like I'm proud of it 100 percent and i don't know if that's just because it's my first one i'm sure my second one i'm gonna like have like that uh, fucking sucks but like you know what i mean i hope not i hope that you like you know have 
pride in every everything you do and just like and 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 go okay maybe next time I can do this and this better or I'll have more funding or I'll have whatever right. you know I I I I guess what I'm trying to say is there's yeah. there's certain feels as an artist that you only can have so much pride in right. because like I said back to the mistakes things you and I we we all make mistakes and we will continue to make mistakes right and, and that will that will that will affect in our work too we right. you know so when you have that one perfect thing where you're like oh mistake free this is beautiful right not saying none of the others aren't beautiful but like you know what I mean yeah no I I, I agree and I I think you have to work up to that confidence by by throwing stuff out there and being vulnerable I mean it's all about being like vulnerable and letting go which yeah. is so flipping scary <laughs> like it's just horrible <laughs> I, I see a painting behind you the folks oh. at home won't see this because oh, i don't yeah. release the video but uh <laughs> she has a, a painting of of like a kermit the frog on steroids <laughs> I, I did this in high school <laughs> oh yeah yeah it was beautiful what, what i'm just saying <laughs> but like uh that it has a point to what we were talking about because like yeah. i heard this story like van gogh you know like he used to paint stuff you know and then he got perfect you know he's like oh this is perfect this is perfect and then he heard the devil right and mm-hmm. the devil was whispering in an ear and he's like yeah you suck so i cut off his ear you never hear that story yeah i have yeah. I just, every time the ear you know, i made up the devil part but <laughs> You gotta spice it up for the children. (laughs) The the ear, the ear part always gets me. (laughs) Yeah. I went to that Van Gogh exhibit and they were like selling like ears, (laughs) like ear erasers. That would be hilarious. And they had really, yeah. And they had a an action figure, like an action figure of him, and like a removable. Removable. This is this is who we are as a society. I didn't do this, you guys. I didn't do it. I didn't bring it up ears though. But like <laughs> like that that like that's my sense of humor, you know what I mean? Like uh oh man, like uh I was bombing at a show a couple weeks ago and it wasn't my fault, it was just, you know, uh they didn't get me, so it was their fault. So it's their fault, yeah. I yeah. didn't understand. So So I was like I was like, oh man, this is like telling jokes at a funeral, right? And uh, they got laughed. I was like, I did a funeral gig and the guy who hired me, he died. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what he did was he, he jumped in front of a train, you know, but he left a note. And the note said was, uh, don't take the Amstrad. <laughs> you know? <laughs> bad train i guess <laughs> but no you 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 like every other comedian have a podcast what, what's your podcast about oh like, my god i have so meditate, many isn't that, right? isn't that horrible <laughs> you have so many podcasts i do it's what so bad. It's i so only bad. have one i i know i have a lot <laughs> Which one? Which one is the one that you want the 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 Razor Rift Rifters to check out? Um. Well, you know, there's two that do like Comic Con. 
uh, regularly. And those are like the ones I'm, you know, not that I'm not proud of everything I do. Don't get mad at me if you're yeah. on the other podcast. Um, <laughs> um, They're big Keith Reza fans. They're going to listen. <laughs> so I, uh, I do a podcast called Serial Killer where we pair uh, breakfast cereal with true crime. And I. Uh, oh my God. That's uh, hilarious. I love that one. I love that one. Um, Who's your favorite in. serial killer? You know, okay. So. <laughs> this is actually a great question. I, I think I'm kind of a, a Ramirez girl um, because I grew up in LA. Um, and what did Ramirez do for the folks? A, at home? He's the night stalker. Uh, so he. Um, so he stalked his prey at night. Yeah, he snuck into windows and killed women. Um, oh, excellent. Uh, and uh, he, but he's just so LA. He's so he's steeped in LA history. Um, there's a hotel called Hotel Cecil, which is like this haunted hotel that's notorious in LA. And that is where he stayed during all this time. So there's just like all this lore about him. Um, and you- he's my favorite, re- like the, fa- he is one of my favorite uh, ways that people got caught. Um, well, how do you get caught? He was in a, a East, East LA and uh, they found like he tried to do something to a girl and the whole neighborhood beat the crap out of him until the police had to pull the neighborhood people off of him and he ran to the police to be to be did, saved did he get caught during the day yeah holy lord so that just shows you how like he, he became the day stalker I'm just yeah kidding. he tried to become the day stalker and then these fuckers were like no there's already a day stalker right i don't know no but um I just think like serial, like not saying like I, I want to like serial kill people, but like I do watch forensic. You are a white male, so I, I will try. Yeah, my sister <laughs> says I'm white privilege. I don't know what that means, but so um, I got a funny story about my sister. I gotta tell you, I think you'll love it. But uh, I got gotta go back to the ser- the serial thing. But uh, so like I watch forensic files because I can't watch stand-up comedy because then I feel, okay, maybe I didn't write the next jokes I'm going to say, you know, like I feel like it all. So I can't watch a lot of comedy. I could maybe watch two or three and then I'll get bored with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so I watch forensic fire files and Peter Thomas's voice is just so creepy that I like it. Yeah. Like I, like, I don't know why. (laughs) Like, so I don't know if it's a fantasy where, like, I want to be serial killed. I don't know. But, like, if you got Peter Thomas's voice, let's do this. I, I just, don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I am so obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with, like, serial killers and horror movies and stuff like that. And, um, and I think, you know, I'm pretty well adjusted. No, I'm not. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't think I ever, like, I don't ever want to be a victim of being a serial killer or I don't no, want to be a serial killer. But, I didn't mean it like that. I meant no, but, it like if I was, if he has right, a right. peanut butter, a Peter Thomas voice, it's not that bad. That's what I'm I trying do to say. Know, I do know the ultimate way I do not want to go. Like, okay. So like there's this- By a there, train, right? By a train, um, which the, you probably can hear a train in the background because I live near the train tracks. Um, uh, no, like there was this, and it's not even a killer. like. I think it was in Boston, there was a serial tickler and he would just 
climb into women's windows in the middle of the night and tickle their feet and then talk to them in a high-pitched voice and I think if that happened to me I'd rather like Ramirez just like I, I don't yeah. think I could live with it I think I would be like don't tickle me no I can't I can't report this I can't do anything I just need to like <laughs> like I yeah. can't I can't <laughs> I can't deal with this psychologically <laughs> there is something about about that where it's like where it's torn between creepy and like disturbing you know what yeah. I mean? like and you're like i don't know which one's worse like because creepy i could live with like i i'm friends with creepy friends you know what i mean well, yeah you're a comedian yeah but disturbing <laughs> i don't know if i could be friends with someone who likes to kill cats you know what i mean no a hundred percent i could not no for sure yeah. not i mean my cat just heard that and just was like no absolutely not yeah yeah <laughs> um but no, I actually did live by a serial killer. Like, uh, yeah, seriously, he got caught like three years ago. And uh, so my house is here. His house is like across the street on the right. And uh, I remember my grandmother, she was like, hey, I'm going to bake you a birthday cake. I was like, oh, cool. I love birthday cakes. Right. And she's like, I'm just I'm just going to borrow a cup of sugar from Brad across the street. I was like, all right. So I never saw my grandmother again. And then three years later, they found her in the wall at his house. What? Okay, that's a bad serial killer joke. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> but. But what if it happened? <laughs> what if it happened? I'm uh, so glad that it didn't. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, so I, I got to tell you the sister uh, okay. story real fast, and then I got one last question for you, but I want to respect your time. Are you good on time? You got five more minutes? Yep. All right, cool. So uh, some some guest hit me up to do Razor Riffs, and I said yes, because I, I actually do say yes to everybody, because I actually like enjoying talking to people, and I feel interviewing people uh, – like, regardless, I, I feel I learned a lot from you that can make me a better comedian. I feel like yeah, as yeah. an actor, too, I feel with everyone I interview, I can learn something. You know what I mean? It's like going to school. Yeah. So that's why I believe in podcasts. So I said yes to this guy. And uh, he was actually a great, great guest. And his name was Dan Payne. And uh, my sister looked him up and she's like, oh, my God. And I was like, what? She's like his publicist also represents like i forgot her name like sophie bush let's just say sophie bush or something sure. right and my sister's the biggest sophie bush fan i was like oh that's whatever that's cool and then my sister says don't fuck this interview up <laughs> i'm like what do you mean she's like if you fuck it up sophie bush will never do razor riffs i was like but i don't want sophie bush she's like i do <laughs> I was like, okay. And she's like, You're like, you... get your own podcast then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's like, if you fuck up Dan Payne, I will never talk to you again. I was like, that's like pressure yeah. because if you tell me something, like if you tell me like not to do something, I'm just the comedian in me, I'm probably gonna do it, not self-consciously, right? Yeah. So I so I interviewed Dan Payne. I, I'm in my room right now when I where I do all my sister's like right by the door 
like giving me the exorcist eyes. I'm like, holy Lord. And she's like, I was like, okay. So like, I'm on a leash, right? I'm like, this is, this is uh, like, I understand her obsession with Sophie Bush because I have a huge obsession with John Cusack. And if it happened to her, like if she interviewed Joan Cusack or whatever, I'd be like doing the same thing. But this is like weird, right? You know, and like, she was like staring at me where like her face is all green. Like she's just found my grandmother in my neighbor's house. And uh, good callback. Yeah, thank you. So <laughs> I'm interviewing Dan Payne, right? And just like how I'm interviewing you, his fucking publicist comes in like to, to, to watch the interview. I was like, oh shit, I'm probably going to fuck this up. And my sister's like, let him in. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I let it up in, right? And I'm interviewing Dan Payne and it's going good. My sister's just like giving me like cues and stuff. I was like, hey, Dan, uh, I think I just got to like talk about this elephant in the room because I feel like I'm being like pointed with a gun in my head. Um, my sister doesn't want me to fuck up this interview because your publicist who's watching this interview is a huge, also represents Sophie Bush. And my sister loves Sophie Bush. My sister wants me to interview Sophie Bush for her. And if I fuck this up, that's probably not going to happen, even though Sophie Bush is way out of my league. And, stuff. and my sister the whole time is just like. But I feel like I had to break the ice to let her know yeah. that the publicist is probably never going to let Sophie Bush <laughs> let me interview her, regardless if I didn't fuck it up or not, because I'm just Keith Reza. You know what I mean? I'm not on that high tower of. Justin Bieber, so you know what I mean. So my sister didn't talk I, to me I for a that week. You could could get Justin Bieber. I believe in you. Oh yeah, yeah. All I gotta do is call Chris Lee and say, "Hey, you got the Biebs number?" The Biebs. <laughs> oh no. Because uh, Justin Bieber said, "Chris, Just, I would never want to interview Chris, uh, Justin Bieber anyway because his favorite comedian is Chris D'Elia, and that that like offends me because." This is before he got me too, but he's never been a good comic. I'm sorry. Ooh, he's been on TV shows. Ooh, he's not a good comic. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I get. It. I mean, I have very weird. Uh, he's like, a feature favorite, at favorite best. Comedian. I have. I, I, people are always like, "Who?" When I who's, say my who's, who's your favorite comedian? Keith uh, Reza. <laughs> yes. Oh, there nice. you go. <laughs> I guessed it. You guessed it. <laughs> so back to the point, uh, my sister was pissed off at me. She didn't talk to me for a week because she swears I fucked up that interview. But uh, I actually listened to it. It was actually kind of funny. And then Sophie Bush called you. And no, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to like write them and be like, hey. <laughs> I know the Dan Payne one you weren't too thrilled with because I kind of like shit talked to you while you were listening about <laughs> Sophie Bush. But we should get Sophie Bush on here and we'll do I the do. exact same thing. And lock your sister out of the room. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I guess I share that story because one, it's funny, but two, uh, we, were going, we were talking about mistakes. I felt like I really let my sister down. You know what I mean? Like... And I, I, I mean, I make jokes about it, but I remember I, I, it really hurt me because 
you know, as a brother and as a, as a friend and even as a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever, I'm not the type of person who likes to let people down. And that's why I love stand-up because I don't like letting audiences down. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't mind letting comedians down. Certain comedians. <laughs> yeah, Charles Sanchez. He's your number one fan. You're just like... Oh. But no. But, uh, but who is your favorite comic? And then I'll ask my last serious question. I am a Roy Wood Jr. fan. Um, oh, I love Roy Wood. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Have you ever met him? I have. That was the, probably the most romantic thing that's ever happened to me was... Uh, oh, tell uh, the story. <laughs> my, uh, our, like, my boyfriend uh, knew that I was obsessed uh, with him. And so he pulled. But before you tell, can you cheat on your boyfriend with Roy Wood? Like, is that is that like the, is that the good? Oh, okay, excellent, cool. <laughs> Awkward um, silence for the folks at home. Usually, <laughs> yes. Just just imagine some visuals. Okay. Um. <laughs> anyway, um. So we went to go see him in Sacramento, and. Uh, Did you open for him? No, no, we just went to go see him because I was just a big fan and. And um, all at once, uh, you know, my boyfriend turns to me and goes, we're going to go meet him because I called in a whole bunch of favors and and we're going to go meet him. <laughs> did you tell him you were a comic? I did, but I think I was such a, here, here's the bad thing about me. I was like, I, I was like, I was like, oh my God, you're my hero. And he goes, he goes, oh, you know, like, uh, did your boyfriend drag you? I was like, no, no, I'm the fan. I'm the fan. And he's like, oh, and, and he was like, oh yeah, she's a comedian. And I was like, and he's a great comedian too. And he's blah, blah, blah. And I like, just pumped up my boyfriend so much. I was like, he's a great comedian. And he opened for this and he opened for that. And I was like, God damn it. I didn't say anything about me. Yeah. <laughs> but, that, that's that's my word vomit <laughs> i think that's cool though you you should have told him you know you you should have like said hey i'm a profesh if you ever need any openers right that's what i should have done instead i was like my boyfriend's a great opener you should <laughs> <laughs> you should take him on tour <laughs> you should take him on tour and then i was like why did i do any of that <laughs> i remember uh i remember once i did uh Ontario with Norm and uh, at the time at the time the manager of the improvs was Dan Godfrey and uh yeah uh, oh god I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this but I'll say it anyway because we're friends and I love you uh so Dan Godfrey was was dating Jen Murphy at the time mm -hmm. and uh so uh Norm hated Dan like really hated Dan because Dan was kind of a bully too, and Norm didn't, didn't like that. But besides the point, so Dan, Dan comes in and he's like, hey, Norm, I got a big favor to ask you, you know, in his Godfrey way. And Norm's like, yeah, what's the favor, you know? Yeah. He's like, I need you to uh, give me out of trouble with the lady. Uh, uh, we're, we're, we're fighting, and I feel like if I get a video of you saying, uh, you know, you love her and all that stuff, it might make it better for me. Yeah, man, sure, I could do that. Uh, what's her name? Jen Murphy, Jen Murphy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Keith, have you ever heard of Jen Murphy? Apparently she does a stand-up, too. And then me with my stupid Asperger's no filter. Yeah, she's not very funny. And, and then Norm, Norm, Norm says, you hear that, Dan? Keith didn't think she was funny, but I'll still do it because, you know, I want you to get out of this green room. 
so he, he takes the, the the cameo. He's like, "Hey, Jen Murphy, it's Norm McDonald. Uh, yeah, I'll just uh, just say, uh, hey, welcome to comedy, and uh, also you're not funny." <laughs> oh god! And I was like, "Oh my god!" I was just like, "Why did he do that?" But like that, but he, but that's what he did, you know. Like he, he did that to fuck with people, and I was like, "Oh god!" Well, that's and the I, thing about comedians too is like they, they, you know, we're on. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I pray to God. Two things: Dan never showed Jen that video. Because I think that was just destroyer. Because I like Jen. I think she's very nice. And two, I hope she never listens to my interview with you. Yeah. And if you are listening, that was a joke. And never. Oh happened. yeah, yeah. It was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it was just. It was just riffing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my last serious question is: Tell me about disordered. Like, uh, what, what brought you to do that? Disordered. Uh, came out of the fact that uh, a group of comedian, fellow comedian, uh, female friends of mine, all of us were just uh, comparing eating disorders and um, OCD and anxiety disorders and stuff like that. We're like, this is funny. How do we make this fun? (laughs) How do we make this funny? Um, And then the pandemic hit um, and we were like, well, we don't really want to put this on the back burner. We want to make something. So we ended up doing it the best way we could which was a kind of like a Zoom format. Um, and so we did episodes about like Zoom therapy and like, you know, just just getting through the pandemic with all the various disorders that we actually, everyone in these has some kind of form of these disorders. So right. uh, it's based on like really what we are all going through which is, you know, very vulnerable but pretty funny <laughs> so yeah because yeah. when i when i googled you i saw that and i i clicked on it and i was i didn't i apologize i didn't have a time to watch it or whatever but that's something that would very interest me well thank you yeah yeah it's you know i think a lot of my work is kind of like based in that like my one woman show is just about being very vulnerable about being biracial and being a woman and I, I I think there's something really great about comedy that's super honest um and it's so personal to you yeah. like nobody else can do that joke because it's you you know <laughs> I lied I lied I have one more question if I could. okay okay so Anastasia mm-hmm. what does your name mean oh I guess my name means uh resurrection or something or rebirth but oh. I, I was named after the Tsarina who was shot. So, oh, I thought it. I thought it meant Meg Ryan's last movie. It it, it did. It did exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it means Aaliyah's favorite jam. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to leave on a bad joke. Where can the Where can the folks at home follow you and support you? Uh, you can follow me at Anastasia W on Twitter at Anastasia Wash on Instagram. Anastasia TV on YouTube and yeah, that, that's it. I really, I really did enjoy talking with you. Thanks, I'm, I did too. I'm glad we did this, and I, I'm glad I didn't flake again. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the first time my friend Gilbert died, and um, I was like, oh god, I, and like, I, it's, it's you know, I I feel podcasters because they're gonna be there forever. 
regardless if they're good or not, you should always give a hundred percent because they'll be there forever. You know, what that's I mean? I, a lot to deal with to put on a podcast. So I, yeah. I completely understand. So I, I felt I owed that to you to flake. Yeah. Well, I completely understand loss for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry for your losses. Yeah. Well, I love you, Anastasia. And thank you so much for rifting with me. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, subscribe, rate, review. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash Keith and on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash KeithRaza. If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.